0: Bye. This is Matt, and I am <laughs> the host, and on this week's episode, we are welcoming all vampires. We are going to be discussing the vampire classics, Once Beaten, starring Jim Kari, and uh, let the right one in. I don't know what that was, but... <laughs> Keep like it going. <laughs> <laughs> um, vampire movies. Welcome, vampires. How's it going, uh, my fellow vampires? Uh, I'm talking to uh, you guys.
1: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Are you? <laughs> oh
0: my god! You guys this didn't do some research uh. for this episode and and become a vampire?
2: Um i have always been a vampire so
0: so why didn't you respond when i asked how you were
2: i did i did my count laugh (laughs) (laughs) it's just not very good (laughs) (laughs)
0: uh that is paris speaking welcome paris
2: hey all you cool cats and kittens
0: and uh
2: sorry i'm tired
0: travis what's going on my dude
1: uh, not much.
0: Cool. That's all I got very cool. <laughs> um. Wow. Well,
2: we're all running at full speed right now. <laughs> uh,
0: we're here today. Uh, as I said, to discuss two vampire films. Very similar, thematically. Uh, a well paired <laughs> vampire uh, double feature here. Uh, Huge we story. have parallels. Yeah. Huge. <laughs> One, you know, it's uh, one was a direct uh, inspiration on the other, um, for sure. Um, so <laughs> almost a
1: remake.
2: Yeah, it was actually a yeah. remake. Yeah, <laughs> little known fact.
0: So uh, we're going to be discussing Once Bitten, the '80s. Not a horror movie. Um, <coughs> <laughs> it's a a, <laughs> Plot a, twist. a teen the name sex comedy. <laughs> Um it is vampires teen though. That's sex scary. comedy
2: makes it sound like American pie. Like it's not. Uh,
0: I mean kind of. It's about them trying to get laid. Uh,
2: it's a spooky teen sex comedy.
1: Uh, <laughs> I, I would refer to it as a teen sex comedy before a horror movie. Just saying.
0: I mean, what's wrong no, about fair. that statement? They're <laughs> teens? Well, I mean no, no, they're no.
2: I it's it's a s but it is a spooky teen sex comedy like there's 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 some not much
1: spook in there i mean there's all right slow your roll we (laughs) don't even start yet uh
0: we will be discussing once bitten first but in the second half of the show uh we're gonna talk about let the right one in the uh classic Swedish, swedish it's swedish right yep it is swedish vamp flick uh, that was remade in America as Let Me In, uh, which I have not seen. So well, I'll ask oh, you guys yeah. later if you've seen it. But gotta uh do it. Oh, gotta. Matt Reeves. Love that guy. Playing the apes. You yeah, see He kills. Cloverfield. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we are going to be starting with Once Bitten. So um, let me pull it up on IMDb. I kind of assumed... We were going to do Let the Right One In, and then I forgot after we decided uh, to change to Once Bitten, so uh, bear with me while I uh, load up. Have you guys been on IMDB lately? It's so riddled with ads that the, the website just, like, crawls anytime you move pages because it's just loading all the fucking ads. I don't know if you guys have spent much time in the, the browser version of it, but it is brutal. Uh,
1: no, not really. Just mainly on my I phone, which, you know, it's a little different experience. Yeah,
0: it's, it's faster on phone. Um, but mm-hmm. I got it pulled up here. Uh, so Platonopsis is a vampire countess needs to drink the blood of a virgin in order to keep her eternal beauty. It seems that all is hopeless until she bumps into Mark Kendall. Film is directed by Howard Storm. This was released in 1985, and it stars uh, Jim Carrey. In I don't know if it's I didn't do my research. I don't know if it's his first I think it's film his appearance, first movie. but yeah, I it, think very it his first early Jim Carrey. Um, and then, as well as uh, Lauren Hutton, Karen Cobbins, and Cleveland Little, uh, Paris. These were your picks. This is your turn for the double feature. Um, do you want to go first? You don't have to. I'll leave it up to you.
2: Yeah, I'll go first. Um, since you all know were really just shitting on this at the top of the podcast, saying it wasn't right, a horror right. film, <laughs> and uh, I would like to just—I would like to just say it, it's a spooky comedy. Like it's—it's it's maybe not a horror film. Maybe I also had seen this like ten or fifteen years ago. And I feel like I remembered it differently.
0: <laughs> I feel like you watched it. And as soon as you st- like 10 minutes in, you were like, oh, no, this is not a horror movie after you had already picked it. <laughs> so and this I, is revisionist history I'm hearing from you right now.
2: It's it's I'm going to be totally honest with you guys. <laughs> we were supposed to record this past Sunday. Mm-hmm. I had I was busy all day on Saturday, and I had told Kurt when I got home, I was like, hey, don't let me forget. Like, I need to watch the movie before tomorrow, so I need to, like, watch it today when I get home. I was putting it home in the afternoon. I didn't get home in the afternoon, and I instead went out drinking. And so I had forgotten, got home, and Kurt's like, hey, are we going to watch that movie? And I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I was wasted. So... I did watch the movie. Um, I did almost fall asleep. Yes, I was very drunk. I did almost fall asleep at the end. But I do have a lot of notes here that I don't remember writing. So I am... Oh, yeah. This should be entertaining. I I wanted to give that at the top just as like a little disclaimer. Like when you guys kept saying it's not a horror movie, I was like, I mean, it was funny, but I thought that was just because I was drunk. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, I don't think it was,
0: you know, it, it, it's vampire related. You know, I mean, I'm not like, I'm cool that we did the movie. It's not that, like, you know, oh, this isn't a horror movie. Like, that's not where I'm coming from. I think that's uh, where Travis is at. But it's it, maybe. <laughs> well, maybe if you liked the movie, I get the, well, you know, I'll let him speak for himself.
2: We'll see. <laughs> um, so I guess I just wanted to start off with something that um, Matt mentioned uh, actually in our earlier. Off, off air, I think, um, the title track. Let's just... Oh, yeah. it, it happens, I think, almost immediately into the film. It's mm-hmm. like, once bitten. na 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 na, na. Other words, oh, yeah. of course. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just... Take it it's away. like an 80s... <laughs> it's like an 80s classic banger that really was catchy, except that I didn't remember the words, so it's just that part, but... <laughs> Um, It really just started off strong with that for me. Um, Oh, and I did want to just say from the top, this isn't really a general feeling, but from the top, I do remember the club scene with the phones. Genius. I want to go to that club. Kurt and I honestly are probably going to be investing money in a club like that. So if y'all want to get in on the ground (laughs) floor with us, you're more than welcome. Do
0: you think that was a thing? Uh, Like a real thing? Or do you think... The movie made it up. Because I don't know. I didn't do any research, but I could see it being a thing, but I've never seen it before.
2: I did no research. (laughs) I could see it being a thing. But I also feel like it had to be a thing, right? Because why would the movie make that up? Why wouldn't they just... Because there's nothing about the phone scene that's like... Like he meets the vampirist at at that scene. He could have met her at any club, right? Like it didn't have to be on the phone or when other people were on the phone. Right. So like,
0: yeah, it could have been just like a, a silly, like conceit that the screenwriter came up with for like a, a fake club thing. You know, I mean, it, it, it could have been made up for the movie. I don't, I don't know, but who knows, you know, maybe like one of those existed and that's where the writer got the idea for it or something, you know, I mean, who knows, but it was a cool concept. I guess. I mean, Paris, do you want to explain what it is, since we're talking about it for the listeners?
2: Yeah, so if you haven't seen the movie, which you should watch it, obviously, but um, (laughs) if you haven't seen it, it's um, they basically go to this club where everyone, every little group sits at a table, and you can call any of the other tables to be like, hey, you're cute, want to come sit in my lap, or whatever people say to flirt, I don't know. (laughs) Um... (laughs) And I don't know. It just felt like a really neat concept because it's a lot less awkward than like going up to someone and being like, "Hey, um, how are you doing? Do you want to uh, dance or whatever? You know what I mean? Like it was. Mm-hmm. It felt like it felt like it was made for people like me who um, want to flirt with people but are very self conscious.
0: <laughs> it allows you to kind of break the ice before you're even like face to face with the person.
2: Yeah, and no one else has to see your rejection or your awkward fumblings or even that you're doing anything. They just know you're picking up a phone.
0: Well, I mean, they can just look at you. They know which table they're calling.
2: No, no, no. I don't mean the person that you're calling. I mean, just mean like other people in general. I feel like I have a little bit of an issue with that sometimes. It's like approaching people. I'm not much of an approacher.
3: Yeah, yeah. This is a
2: moot point I'm in a long-term relationship, but like back in the day like i'd be in like the back patio of a bar with red lighting and i'd be like smoke or um you know whatever (laughs) and (laughs) you know whatevering and um i would want to i would like see someone attractive and want to maybe talk to them but i like wouldn't have the courage if there were phones out there baby i would have been calling all day i'm so good on the phone
0: I feel like you say that, but I don't know. You would. I feel like you would probably wait for someone to call you.
2: Yeah, because I'm a hot lady. But no,
1: just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. All right. We we done with the uh, the speed dating aspect of this. Yeah, morning? yeah, yeah, yeah. We we got past the most important part. The banger Travis track is uh... <laughs> mad. Travis is bored. <laughs> well,
0: Travis, let's let's hear your thoughts. First time watch for you, right?
3: Yeah,
1: definitely first time watch. Hadn't even heard of this movie before uh, Paris uh, brought it to our attention.
0: I don't think I had either.
1: Yeah, really? I, I'm very, pretty sure I hadn't uh, heard of it. Underseen, not talked about movie, and probably for good reason. Boom, <laughs> roasted. Got <I> him. Uh, <laughs> does not want a discussion for a podcast but here we are uh (laughs) jesus wow (laughs) (laughs) we've talked about some real stinkers on this (laughs) don't take any of these comments personally it's fine we watched it it was you know 90 minutes or whatever but i'm just yeah i'm just here to give my opinions um
2: (laughs) (laughs) that is that is why we're here yeah
1: it uh i don't know it's kind of one of those like nothing movies like it's pretty harmless except for the uh problematic stuff that hasn't aged that well um the main thing we can really talk about is that i guess like the main like selling point of this movie is is like oh jim carrey's in it and it's an early role for him but like beyond that i don't know i just feel like it's kind of like an average 80s comedy with like a vampire twist to it um Jim Carrey was fine in it. He's a little bit more restrained than what we're used to. Um, I didn't think he was that funny. I don't think the movie is that funny.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I know it's trying to be, but it's it's just a light little teen sex comedy. Um,
2: Should have watched it when you were drunk.
1: Might have <laughs> been more entertaining. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: This guy comes like, in here watching movies by himself, like a Grinch, always. and then he shits on it. This movie's no fun. It's just lame. Uh, I
2: wasn't hey, drunk.
1: A movie I was should sober. It should hold up on its own. There shouldn't be all these fucking <laughs> pretext or, like, you know. So you're. quantifier. You're
2: fair, except when it comes to, like, this kind of movie. Like, these cheesy 80 movies. They're definitely enhanced when there are other people there, or, you know, you're intoxicated or whatever.
1: I mean there's some good eighties teen comedies out there, but this one just isn't it. I did like the, the music and some of the uh like production design. Very eighties, you know, got some good Halloween decor yes. throughout. Uh Her house Hutton I remember is uh, remember. Cool. Kind of a babe, the vampire for an older woman. Um, liked her style in it as well, all of her outfits and stuff. Um she played that role very well mm-hmm. um but yeah beyond that i don't really have much else to say um definitely doesn't have anything in common with let the right one in other than that they both have vampires in them but in again a... paris please do so, not take these comments personally no, no, no. <laughs> i'm not
2: I'm, I'm not taking it personally except that i'm not taking it personally but i do, would disagree in that the theme is still stands in that I had not seen let the right one in I saw once been a long time ago my thought was it was people who like wanted the vampires in their lives like the main character was a boy or a young man boy who wants the vampire in their life like they're welcoming them into their home whether literally or you know home being penis or whatever um, <laughs> 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 that was the theme. So I think they both fit the theme pretty 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 well.
0: Well, and I think they're they're also an interesting pairing in that like they couldn't be more different from one another right (coughs) like in tone in their treatment of vampire mythology in Mm -hmm. the genre they're dealing in but their their com their common connection is vampires so I mean in that sense it's kind of a fun pairing um I so I'm I'm kind of on board with Travis I like I liked it more than he did it sounds like um but I think so it's um you know it's kind of generic like it's not offensively bad in any regard like from a technical aspect it just kind of looks like a an 80s you know mid-budget comedy Come uh, on that. they dropped the f word in the shower scene that is so i did want to <laughs> i wanted to bring that up when you said inoffensive
2: i was like well i did i i do remember that that there was the shower scene does not age well they really didn't need that scene for any reason as kurt said oh, immediately afterward why didn't they just ask him if he was bitten on his leg just trying to stare at his crotch
0: so when i said when i said inoffensive i didn't mean like there's nothing there's not offensive content i just mean that like it's not a movie where you can look at the performances and be like wow this is fucking horrible or it looks like shit or it's more offensively of a aspect, unfunny, not <laughs> content. Yeah, just in general, okay.
2: it's you know, yeah, it's it was all pretty, pretty, pretty decent.
0: Yeah. Yes. Um. So I do this interesting seeing Carrie so young because I, you know, I think the earl the earliest movie I had him in is probably the Mac. I think this was like 92. where he became
1: unhinged.
0: <laughs> right. But there are
2: flourishes
0: of unhinged Jim
2: yeah, he's still a little restrained. He's still, he's very baby. Um, I did just look it up and it was his second feature film, first starring film. Mm.
0: Okay, that makes sense. Um, so, you know, like I had a decent time with it. Um, I do think that <laughs> there are some stuff that doesn't age super well and it's pretty silly. I mean, they're. Um, the The plot – so I, we can get into this more in the second half of the show when we talk about Let the Right One In. But this movie is pretty loosey-goosey with the vampire mythology. Like, there's a a point towards the end of the film where they – one of the characters has, like, a cross around her neck. And then the vampire is like, "Huh, that's only in movies." And then oh, the, like yeah. someone shakes fire in her face. She's like, "Ugh!" But we do hate fire.
2: But <laughs> if they hate that's if they so hate fire, funny.
0: why are there fucking lit torches and candles all over the place if they that hate was fire? You know, so
2: funny. I do. Okay, that was that part stuck in my brain because I was like, "Oh, crosses," but nope. Uh, uh-uh, uh, fire. They got them. And you
0: know it <laughs> so was dumb. it was amusing. <laughs> Very like there convenient. Are, <laughs> there there are scenes that are le- like that that are amusing. Um, Paris, I think you had mentioned that uh, you fell asleep towards the end. Um, Almost, so,
2: yeah. During the chase scene, I want to say.
0: Did we all watch this on Tubi?
2: Yes, I would mm, not pay for no. this. Paris, where did you watch on- it? I rented it on Prime. I didn't know you could watch it. Uh, I rented it? No. Oh, Y'all gonna, didn't. You guys didn't. I was going to text you guys
1: and I was, ah, uh, no, they know. It
2: was the day before <laughs> we were recording. No one lets me know anything.
1: All right, from now so on, i will text dollars You, you. you could have Googled it. it.
2: I did. It didn't come up. <laughs> okay. Paris,
1: actually, no, for you and the listeners, on Letterboxd, if you. Scroll down to the bottom of the movie. It's There's way to a watch. Just Watch button. And if you click Just Watch, so, it'll bring up the website. And then it'll show you where it's streaming or where you can rent it. Oh. It's pretty hit or miss, though. doesn't say it's on Tubi now, but I swear, two right. days ago it said it was.
2: So I Unreliable. am 90% sure. Because, so I'm going to be honest with you, Travis. I'm 98% sure that when I looked at it, it didn't have that because I use that the where to watch function on um letterboxd and i didn't see it so
0: i stopped using it because it's just it it's never accurate Unreliable, so i stopped yeah yeah, yeah. um but, but i swear I, I
1: two days ago when i watched it or whenever i watched it it was it was showing it was on Tubi on just watch hmm. but now it's not huh but it's still on there maybe so they took I'm, it off oh no i just double checked Tubi; it's still on there
0: Weird. Well anyway just watch Do better jokes. just watch. <laughs> okay, so the reason I brought that up is because I've never used Tubi before. So I, I downloaded Tubi on, you know, my TV uh, just, for, just for this. And it was kind of late at night. Was not yeah. it worth it? <laughs>
2: well, you know they
0: have some. They have I mean, a, he didn't a have to pay for it. There. So yes, there are ads, but you know, I mean, if it's if that's the only place it's streaming, like the the quality is pretty good on there. You know, like yeah, you know, it, yeah, it, it's in the rotation. Yeah. Um. So I'd never used Tubi before. So. We were watching the film, and I was kind of starting to lose interest towards the end of it. And the last scene that I remember watching um, was the dance scene. There's, like, the dance battle, uh, which was pretty fun, but corny as fuck. Matt, are you admitting a a DNF on the show? No, 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 no. (laughs) No. You'll see. You'll see. Uh,
2: Paris, what do you want to say? Actually, I wanted to pause real quick to address the dancing scene. I loved that scene. Because I love those cheesy, like, why are they all doing the same coordinated dance? You know, they do it in... um, Ferris Bueller. Greece. Ferris Bueller. They do it in, like like so many teen comedies they even do it in like She's All That. You know, it's mm-hmm. just it's just a classic random dancing teen movie and I love it. And this was done so ridiculously like to the point like choreographed to the point where it was like stiff and terrible and amazing.
0: It was pretty weird, but it was it was definitely entertaining. There there's a couple scenes like that where it's just like kind of weird like there's some dream sequences that are like shot with like shitty dry ice and like just <laughs> just limbs look weird this just strange
2: one of the dreams they, they use a werewolf sound to like pull him out of the dream but that's not a vampire thing it's like oh and then he wakes up what
0: yeah I don't know I mean vampires do hate werewolves and vice versa but as far as we know in the universe of this film there are no werewolves but anyway um the reason I, I mentioned the Tubi thing is because the last scene I remember being awake for is I think the scene right after that, they go to a library and there's this guy with the weirdest accent I've ever heard in my life. He's like kind of, he has kind of an Indian accent, but he's doing a British accent, which makes sense. But do you guys know who I'm talking about? The the guy at the library when they go to research I've- vampires?
2: barely remember he that had scene. The,
0: the worst kind of weird accent ever and i was immediately thrown off by the accent that's the <laughs> last scene i remember watching so that scene happened. really no just i finished the movie don't worry i finished the movie but mm. the first first watch so late at night it was like friday or saturday night i fall asleep i wake up and Queen Latifah and Kevin Bacon are on screen and I was like what is happening and Kevin Bacon (laughs) was like he had weird like blonde hair and he was talking in like an Eastern European accent kind of like a vampire and I was like where the fuck did Queen Latifah and Kevin Bacon come from
3: (laughs) I literally watched it
0: I literally watched two minutes before I was like wait a minute is this a different movie? Sure enough, Mad. we were. I was thirteen minutes into Beauty Shop. It auto played <laughs> Beauty Shop, what? and it took me a full two you minutes thought, to realize that movie... Beauty
2: Shop. You thought Beauty Shop that came out what in the early twenty years 2000s, later? <laughs> literally, literally. Okay. Uh, like how in the world He Matt? was in a
0: sleepy haze I, Okay so yes I was in a sleepy <laughs> haze sleepy Matt and stupid mad And, and <laughs> weird European Kevin Bacon Made a comment about To Queen Latifah where He was like I own you You work for me And I was like Okay, so he's a vampire and she's his servant? Like how, wow. um, you know, Sebastian or whatever in Once Bitten is the lady, the countess's servant. Literally, two minutes before I was like, okay, what is happening? And then I, I clicked, you know, pause, and it was fucking Beauty Shop. Um, but literally, I... So, hold on. I... <laughs> Kevin Bacon's in Beauty Shop? Yeah. He plays well, the salon owner. That's... It,
1: interesting. <laughs> Wait, so
2: did you guys know that Sebastian... Um, also, is the sheriff from Blazing Saddles? Yeah, I recognize him. I didn't. Kurt did, and I, I, I still, I still didn't quite believe it because he's, I guess he's much older in Wednesday, yeah. but he looks so strange. Well, that was like ten
0: years, probably ten years. Because Blazing Saddles is seventy-four. I think I've never seen Blazing Saddles. It's really funny, mm-hmm. but there is some stuff that is kind of t- t- hard to watch. But. It's pretty,
2: <laughs> pretty racist. It's
0: pretty funny though. <laughs>
2: but I think more so than actually some of Mel Brooks's other stuff that still has some racist stuff. The main character is black, and he's making a lot of the jokes are like white people are racist. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. It's still, I still don't think it necessarily ages well, but I do think that that gives it a better context than some of Mel Brooks' other racy. Slash races, yeah.
0: stuff. <laughs> um. So anyway, that that was my once bitten experience. So I <clears throat> I watched the end of it the next day. So I saw, you know, in the in the mansion, there's, like, I loved the last, like, f- yeah, probably 15 minutes where, like, they're trying to escape the mansion. And there's vampires just, like, bursting up from the ground and, like, breaking through brick walls and shit. Like, that it was so silly. That was the so
2: part silly. where I was, where I'm really, like, like everything after the, the eighties dance off, I'm really foggy. And like that part, I would think I was actively trying to keep myself from falling asleep. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um,
2: it's, it kind of goes on
0: for a while, but it culminates with them getting trapped. And then, uh, Jim Carrey and his girlfriend, um, they go in the coffin and you see, like, the coffin rocking and you're like, oh, shit. Oh, my God. He's not a virgin anymore. And oh, they, my God. And then they immediately light two cigarettes as soon as they open the coffin and, like, <laughs> Amazing. so good. So good. So,
2: wait, I have a note and I think it's from that part, so you guys will need to tell me. It says, quote, can't you at least knock first? Is that from that?
1: Yeah. I'm pretty okay. sure, yeah. It is, yeah. <laughs> cool.
2: I totally remembered. It was just testing <clears> you guys. <laughs> <laughs> mm, it sounds um, like
1: you didn't. That's why you had to write it down. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I make lots of notes when I'm watching, Like, and I'll like quote something, and I was like, this part was pretty funny, and I was like, I don't know what that was fucking from. Like as reading the notes said, back, yeah. He could yes, remember. and then as soon as you said the coffin thing, I was like, aha.
0: There it is. <laughs> um, so... Um, you guys. What else do you guys want to say about this movie? I mean, that that was the main thing was that little story. But <laughs> that it you was fell asleep. Killer. That I fell asleep. <laughs> <story>. <laughs> I have
2: a question for you too. Yeah. Were they in high school or were they in college?
0: I think college. I mean, they were going to bars and shit, and um.
2: Yeah, but, they were going to bars, but they were eighteen.
0: Right. I I was confused by that It did seem like high school It seemed
2: like high school but then it also Felt like college I was very Confused and then I was like if it's supposed to be College it's like not a good college but then Everyone seemed College aged Right and Jim Jim
0: Carrey also Like runs an Ice cream side
2: business Or something right
0: (laughs) So it's like is he doing that in high school (laughs) Yeah but (laughs) Well, yeah, you know, but he He has has ice cream cream in the ice cream truck.
2: Side (laughs) hustle.
0: Remember this? He He does have ice cream in there. Well, he does. I mean, remember? I don't remember the context. Small business owner. (laughs) He does open up the fridge and give people ice cream at some point.
2: Yeah, he scares those two little boys, and then they run away and leave their bikes there.
0: Oh, and uh, I did love uh, at the dance, the Halloween dance. Everybody was like, "Oh, sick vampire costume!" And he was and like, "I'm like, not a not vampire a
2: costume." <laughs> 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 um, oh my gosh! Fun fact about that scene: the ticket taker is Megan Mullally. Nuh-uh, really? Yeah, really? I never even I didn't even know. Kurt was like, "Is that Megan Mullally?" And I was like, mm, "No, it is."
0: Damn, she was. I mean, that was. I don't think I've ever seen her younger than like mid nineties oh. Megan Mullally, like Will and Grace. Yeah, Megan like Will Mullally. And Grace. Yeah, yeah. So I, I wouldn't have recognized her, but that's funny. Yeah, I like Megan Mullally. She's also uh, Tammy, Tammy one or Tammy two from Parks and Rec. She's
2: Tammy two on Parks and Rec. Okay, and she's in real life married to Nick Offerman.
0: Right. Yes. Um, okay. Any other thoughts on "Once Bitten"? Um, they're, they're, those are the, like the standout scenes. I mean, thematically, I have there's one really more, not much, but
2: if y'all don't have anything else,
0: I'm done. Oh, no.
1: I've I've been done. <laughs> Travis got out what he needed to say. Travis didn't even argument. want to talk about this. He said at the top, "It's
2: not worth talking about." So. Um, I just wanted to point out one other small part of a scene that just killed me was when they're at the mall and the vampire shows up and she just randomly pushes the old lady out of the way. I was fucking dying.
0: I don't even remember that. At the mall? Really?
2: Yeah, when they're like at the mall and so the girlfriend works at the mall and he's trying to make up with her and he's like trying on clothes. And then oh. the vampire shows up. Yes. When she walks out, she just pushes an old woman out of the right. way. Right. <laughs> it's so funny.
0: That was pretty good. <laughs> oh, and that reminds me too. I did like the reoccurring bit with the, the, the button biting. Oh, Jesus. That just slipped out. Uh The button biting. Another one they, they mentioned you know because she uh, their first encounter she like uh, the, the countess bites off Jim Carrey's buttons and they referenced that like three other times probably in the movie.
3: I don't know I, oh yeah I'm I
0: thought bad. that was a killer funny. callback such a love that callback. joke man Just
1: a- <laughs> 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 I looked up this uh, Megan Mullally part in uh, once a bitten and uh, yeah I definitely would not have made the connection.
2: I was shocked that Kurt recognized her.
1: So he was just like, "Boom, that's her watching this." Yeah, movie. he
2: was like, "Hey, I'm pretty sure that's Megan Mullally," and I was like, "What? Wow. No, what are you talking about? Who? We so hey, need oh, this guy on her. the show."
0: I was just gonna say, every time, every time, you're always like, "So I had never seen this before, uh, but Kurt had, and uh, like every like, is he a low key cinephile? Do we need Kurt on here?
2: He is, he is a low key cinephile." We do need Kurt on here. I have tried to get Kurt on the show many a time. He's nervous. Tell him, tell him <laughs> well,
0: we'll do a we'll do a hentai episode for him. Just he did. He him. did.
2: He actually had me. One of my picks was going to be Japanese horror, and he has a bunch.
0: Of course, he does. Well, Kurt, if you're
1: listening, you're you're welcome to join us anytime. Don't feel pressured by uh, Paris or anything like that.
0: This, you know, <laughs> we're just we're just some friends hanging out, vibing on the internet. You know what I mean? No pressure.
2: <laughs> vibing exactly. on the internet, lol. <laughs>
1: <laughs> As
0: millennials do. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. All right, we should move on. Uh, we sp- sp- we just see Travis. This this movie doesn't allow for any airtime. We just talk for one spitting for thirty minutes. All right, so. Joke's uh, on you. Yeah, you
1: guys were rambling and uh, <sighs> stretching for
0: content. But I, I applaud you.
2: Plot twist. We always are rambling, though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, let's drop stars. Um, I landed on a right down the middle. No, not right down the middle. A three. A three out of five. I always feel like three is right down the middle, but it's not. 2.5 is right down the middle.
2: Well, three Math. is is three's the middle, like really. Not mathematical. But, like, from a star perspective, I feel like.
0: Yeah, I kind of agree with you because 2.5 is, is skews negative.
2: Definitely. And a three is like, yeah. Three is like a, yeah, an average. Fine. Decent. Fine.
0: Yeah. That's fair. So, I was not wrong. Three stars. Two and a half skew negative for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's that uh, matches your just a uh, blah assessment. Just uh, that's a blah rating. That makes that I'm makes perfect. Yeah, I, mean. <laughs> I thought you were
2: gonna rate it lower. So
0: uh, he didn't dislike it. He just you know Did I he? get what he I get where he's coming from. It's just <laughs> <laughs> it's enough. you know it's Jim Carrey. The only reason people, the only reason we watch this movie and why people, if anyone, still talks about it is because Jim Carrey is in it. I feel like no, right. No, no, no. The
1: only reason yeah. why we watched it is because Paris made us. The, the reason why other people watch it is because of Jim.
0: <laughs> but Paris
1: would not have even been <laughs> on Paris's the radar. That probably.
2: I watched it is for good old. Who
1: knows Jim. why Paris? <laughs>
2: I watched it for James, <laughs> Carey, good old baby Jim.
0: Fair. What, what about you, Paris? What's your star rating?
2: Um, you know what? I'm gonna have to say a big ol. No, I was going to say five that as a joke.
3: Um, high. <laughs> I, I'm,
2: I was drunk. No, um, I'm, I'm going to go with the three point five on this one.
1: Solid. Yep. Can't I can't get much higher than that. <laughs> <laughs> you really can't. I actually so I did. I tried. Say, and... I
2: was going to I was like, should I rate this a five? And, and I was like, I can't like. Sometimes when I'm doing Letterboxd and I'm watching shitty movies, but I love that... Like, not shitty movies, but, you know, like, a lot of, like, Arnold movies where they're not good, but, like, my enjoyment factor is just at 100 the whole time. I just rate them five stars. Yes. Yes. Like, the room. Like, I just rate them five (laughs) stars on Letterboxd because, like, I enjoyed the fuck out of them. But this is, like... I don't want to say official because, you know, we're just jacking off over here, essentially. But, like... (laughs) Semi-official, so 3.5.
0: Cool, cool. All right. Well, let's move on. Travis has been waiting the whole time for this. Uh, we're going to go ahead and move on to Let the Right One In. Can we take a quick break? Uh, yeah,
2: sure. Like, just literally one
0: second i need yeah. to like pee and make a new drink literally one second you're just gonna take one second there <laughs> all bud. right go eat a bag of dicks okay i'll be back all right we'll be right back <laughs> i'll get myself a beer <laughs> fuck it brb all right and we're back we are going to dive right into our second review in the double feature this is let the right one in directed by thomas alfredson Film stars, uh, f- fuck it. I'm not even going to try to read these names, so I'm going to nah. skip that.
2: Some <laughs> Swedish people. Yeah,
0: f- fucking Jean Lillardier Flawless. Starring him. <laughs> um, plus synopsis, Oscar, an overlooked and bullied boy, finds love and revenge through Ely, a beautiful but peculiar girl. Let the right one in. This is the second time I have seen this film. Travis, uh, you've seen this movie quite a few times, right? You love this. You love this yep. thing. Butt And Paris, first time. No, you said you saw it back when it nope. came out. This is, this is no? a
2: first time watch for me.
0: First time watch. Uh, did you know you were aware of it? Like, how much did you know going in about it?
2: I knew that it was a vampire movie from Sweden.
0: That's that, it? That's basically it? Did yep. you know like it's
1: like a claim or...
2: I knew that it was well-regarded critically. Um, I knew that you, Travis, um, kind of had a little bit of a horror boner for it. Um, mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I don't
2: yeah, know... I don't, I don't
1: I don't know if I'd classify it as a horror boner, but <laughs> okay, a fear boner have is some kind of boner for it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um,
2: yeah, no, I think that's pretty much all I knew. Like, I I was aware of it as a a movie that I should watch, but I never, despite me being into vampires, I I never really uh never really took the plunge until now.
1: You know what, Paris? Some may
0: say you waited too long to see it. But the, good, the important part is that she has I mean, I, I wouldn't say it. that. <laughs> yeah, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. So I think that's what matters. <laughs> I feel like this movie is mostly just well regarded in uh, film circles. You know what I mean? Like commercially, I don't think this movie did much. And like yes, it did get a remix. Yes, film circle jerks. Exactly. Yeah. And that's like the kind
2: that you two very much belong to. Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) That's what this movie is. So, I mean, this movie is... A
2: big old circle jerk? It's,
0: well, it's a really good movie. And Travis will probably disagree with me here. But I think it's it's a tad overrated. I do think... Uh, you know, film Twitter and film just critics and whatever Lottie das think that this movie is fucking like the end all be all of of horror, of vampire movies, whatever. And it's really good. It's a really excellent film. It is well shot. My boy Hoyt van Hoyt Hoytma. Hoyt yeah. Hoyt van Hoytma. Mm-hmm. Does the one of his early uh, early cinematography jobs? It looks beautiful. Probably got him discovered. Yeah, it's looks amazing. It's well acted. It when it comes to vampire mythology, like I think that might be what I appreciate most about it. Maybe not most about it, but it it takes seriously. What we know of vampires from you know years and years and years of novels and films and graphic novels being in the cultural zeitgeist just in general, yeah yeah totally and it it it's um you know it, it respects the genre and it is it very much adheres to you know they can't be seen in sunlight um, and I think what the movie nails most is. These aren't like, at least the way they're portrayed in this film is vampires very often are these like suave, like very intelligent, like sexy creatures, you know, who have been around for hundreds of years. And in this movie, every couple days, she, uh, Ely, I mean, becomes like a blood starved freak basically like she starts to look like shit. She starts to stink and she needs to eat. And I feel like that's kind of what most vampire movies miss is you either go like too hard into it. Like um, what's that shitty movie with uh, Josh Hartnett 30 days of night. You either go the like zombie vampire route where they're just like, you know, fucking blood starved maniacs and they just want to eat everything. Or the fact that they're vampires are like, barely even part of the film right they just kind of have pointy teeth and they are kind of cool you know what i mean like i think this movie splits the difference in the exact right way as far as the way it treats vampires i don't know if that's where how you guys felt about that as well but i I really did appreciate this on a rewatch that aspect of it like it it very much is a like it's a true vampire movie and it takes that seriously you know what i mean
2: You know, I hadn't thought about this until you said that, but I would say I agree with you in that obviously vampires are, you know, not real, but it feels very real Mm -hmm. in a way like if vampires weren't romanticized, how would they actually be and how would the people be around them and how that would actually work? And I mean, it kind of almost doesn't, you know, Mm -hmm. and I think that that's definitely a fresh take on the
0: genre for sure totally i mean it gets it gets kind of messy right like i mean that's part this movie part of it is you know the mess of what a real vampire would mean you know i mean that's where the title comes from it's like do you let you know you let this creature into your life and what does that mean what are the ripple effects like i think that's what makes this movie so interesting. I think I just don't love it as much as some me. people do, including Travis.
1: <laughs> well, uh, I can go now. Um, I do love this movie. Uh, it was probably one of the first movies that really got me into movies in that uh, like two thousand seven to two thousand nine range. That's when uh, Travis No Country oh yeah Th- these were uh, seminal films your formative no yes. years then uh <laughs> let the right one in those are the the two that come to mind to be honest um no joke but um yeah i don't know i just uh i feel like the movies maybe not as good as i remember it or maybe it's not as good as it was in 2008 it might be because i've seen so many movies since then and just have maybe developed more of a a taste or critical eye for movies. Um, or maybe I've seen it so many times where it just doesn't have the same effect as it would have if I hadn't seen it so many times. But yeah. uh, I do appreciate that there's so many genres like rolled into one into this movie. Like it's part horror, part thriller, part romance, part like coming of age. You know, Drama is not really a, a genre in my opinion, but um because it kind of fits every movie but there's just so much like packed in this movie but it doesn't ever feel like tonally different like it just it plays in all those genres but it rides the same tone the whole time yeah um i think there's some great sequences in it um like the pool scene at the end is amazing Uh, i like the scene in the forest and just like some of the scenes with the the two kids the two main characters like at the playground and when they're like, you know, kind of discovering each other and all that. Mm -hmm.
2: Um, Yeah.
1: I do think it's just like a beautiful and somewhat like tragic love story. Uh, We can kind of get into spoilers later. Um, I do like the setting and the atmosphere of it, like the cold, like kind of distant type setting feel to it. And I do feel like, suffers a little bit from like lack of budget there's a couple scenes that could have probably played better with more of a budget like for example the cat scene i think oh from God. like a yes. cg standpoint isn't great it's rough. <laughs> <laughs> i Wait, could I not believe my eyes when that I happened remember, i don't
3: remember the cat scene
0: you don't remember the the um uh, woman gets bitten and she like goes to that guy's house oh. who has all the cats,
2: and there's like all the CG cats <laughs> yeah. attacking her. The cat that was that was probably the only like CG or like a thing where I was like, oh, this is actively. Bad. It almost turns just, into like, camp yeah. at that point. <laughs> yeah that that part felt very campy. Like we because she's just like because she's just covered in cats. It's like those crazy cat lady costumes. Like it looks like there's cats sewn on her clothes.
0: And it didn't need to be there. Like, that's the main thing. That seemed finished, and I was like, yeah. why did we need this thing? Like, well, maybe that's a part of vampire mythology that I'm missing. Like, is is cats hating vampires part of the mythology? Because I know cats hate mummies. Yes. We got that from The Mummy. Cats the hate perfect all film.
2: extra extra. Not extra um, myth- mythological creatures.
0: Any like supernatural, any kind of supernatural weird is shit what I was looking for. Not <laughs> well, extra, cats hate still. weird shit. Cats <laughs> To be fair, hate weird shit. They're they're uh,
2: big old weird
1: shit haters. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, this did originate from a novel, so maybe they felt obligated to fit that scene into it. But yeah, I feel like they could have maybe mm. done something a little differently and still had the same effect without having to. Like, stretch so far with the CG, <laughs> yeah. Have
0: it it was you, bad.
2: <laughs> have either of you read the novel?
0: No,
1: I do no. not. I, I read either. like I half of it, but you know, me and reading,
3: <laughs>
1: you don't know how to read. <laughs> <Yeah. Oops. laughs> I've heard
2: it's pretty I different. I read half though. of it before I realized, no, nope, I can't read. <laughs> oh,
0: wait, what am I doing here? It's um, I've heard it's pretty different, and I, the the screenplay I'm pretty sure is penned by the novelist. I think I think he did both. Yeah, I think you're right. So
2: he, but they so did leave so some when stuff I was out. Looking it up, the screenplay was penned by the novelist. He actually had something in his contract. No, no, I'm sorry, that was a different movie. Never mind, ignore me.
0: <laughs> but he did do he did do the screenplay for the film too. Like, he wrote the novel, yeah. and then he... You know, we got it's like a Gillian Flynn situation. He adapted his own novel yeah. for the screen. Um, and I've heard they're different, but I have not read the book, and I have not really done my research into what the differences are. But um, it's just a really deliberately paced, well-made... Like, Travis alluded to the fact that it's kind of dipping its toes into different genres, but it it never feels insincere or like something is out of place like tonally it all makes perfect sense um which I think is great uh Paris oh my god you haven't even really given your uh your initial thoughts yet what's what's going on bud let's hear it
2: so I just I was blown away by this movie wow. I loved it <clears throat> um so I, like I to was hear. <laughs> continue, I <was> pretty, continue. <laughs> so I was pretty excited about it as it, you know being more of a cold and not straightforward but like we've talked about more realistic feeling vampire movie I haven't seen a lot of those you know I would say the closest I've watched is like what we do in the shadows which is more of a comedic look but it's a comedic look at the reality of being a vampire right from that perspective and so this was you know totally on the opposite end of the spectrum but just just beautiful the this it was so stylish the style and some of the shots and just the use of like a lack of dialogue too and how quiet most of the movie was Mm -hmm. oof
3: Yeah.
1: yeah, you guys are doing all my work for me thank you
2: Well, I was surprised that actually that both you and Matt said it may have gone down or something on a rewatch, especially you, Travis. Because I was, again, maybe it'll go down on a rewatch for me. But I was blown away. I've seen
1: this like probably at least ten times.
2: Okay, fair enough. Which is a
1: lot for me.
2: Yeah, that's that's a lot for anyone. (laughs) Well,
1: some people rewatch movies like obsessively slash religiously, but I typically. Don't rewatch stuff, especially like over and over. But I have seen this movie quite a few times since it's been released. So
2: I definitely could see myself watching this again. Probably not for a while, though, because I think it's one of those that's just like kind of going to sit with me. No, no, no. Next time
1: you got to watch Let Me In and then we'll do another show on it. Okay,
2: I didn't. (laughs) So I wasn't sure if that one was Good. It's pretty
0: mixed. No, it it's, is good. It's, it's well regarded, but I think um, some people kind of poo-poo it, but some people think it's like what it's, it does different is pretty cool. I haven't seen it's it. It's
1: one of those things where you know if you love the original so much, of course you're going to poo-poo the remake because it didn't come first and it's not the original or whatever. But I do think it is a solid remake, and it is like worthy of anyone's time especially if they're a fan of the original but i feel like if you have like a special attachment to the original you might like scoff a bit at the remake but i don't know i feel like there's room for both and i like both there's there's some changes to the remake that set it apart a little bit but it's still mostly the same
2: so i mean in general i I feel like a lot of times american remakes kind of fall short of the original i would say my personal one caveat to that is like girl with the dragon tattoo because david fincher can basically do no wrong in my book but like i i feel like i would be i don't know who that is
1: (laughs) oh sorry am i am i speaking He's the director um, of Let Me In, Cloverfield, uh, two thirds of the uh, Apes trilogy, the most recent one. So he's going to do weirdly, the
0: Batman. So he's a jobber. So he's huge. I haven't seen <laughs> no, any of. More than I just a jobber. Seen,
2: ooh, actually, um, idea, I haven't seen any of the Cloverfield movies. Those are horror.
0: What? Yeah, the first one could be considered as horror.
2: Right. Oh my God!
0: Are we gonna? We gotta do a found well, footage. Actually, be, that's not true. I've the only stretch.
2: Cloverfield movie I've seen is that stupid, stupid fucking space movie. Oh, the Cloverfield paradox. Possibly the worst movie I've ever that. seen. <laughs> yeah, me too. I haven't thought about that movie since it came out. Wow. I was watching that at someone else's house, and they're like, "Let's put this movie on," and I was like, uh, "I heard it was bad." They were like, "No, no, it's fine." And then I was watching it, and I was like how do I escape? Like, you know, that <laughs> one of those things where you're at someone else's house and you're like, I guess I'll just dig into my phone really hard. Like it was so bad. No, Honestly, you-
1: when you said that you hadn't seen any of the Cloverfield movies, I literally just thought of Cloverfield and 10 Cloverfield lane. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
3: Those are the ones I had. Yeah. I forgot that there was another <laughs> one.
0: <laughs> those are both really good though. 10 Cloverfield lane. I haven't seen since the like advanced. Screening that we saw, Matt. Today. That was have have one of our that? first hangouts. That, oh, that was huge. one of our first hangouts. Aww, <laughs> little oh buddy
1: no, I hands. think that was our first hangout outside, outside of, work. of work. It totally TBH. was totally Oh man, <laughs> it was, was huge. huge. <laughs> Got some
0: free swag. Wait, 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 wait. What year was
2: that? 2016. Oh, it's gonna be the five year anniversary of y'all's friendship.
0: It already passed. already. passed.
2: So cute. <laughs> or actually, I don't Didn't know. Didn't even celebrate, man. <laughs> it
0: nah, it might have been around this time actually, because yeah. Um. Anyway, that was a cool bad. screen
1: though. It was packed. It got some swag.
2: Yeah. It was great movie. Hell yeah! Cool hangout. Anyway. Best buds. Uh, actually
1: i won't i won't get into it we'll just move on
0: oh i now i know where you were going with that. <laughs> Jesus. forgot about that part um I we all had sex with know. each other uh is what he was gonna say i'm not
2: surprised that was our first hangout outside of work best bud cemented
0: Dixon <laughs> <laughs> um okay so anyway, sorry. Yes, but we we nice. just did <laughs> equals Dixon, but <laughs> that's the way she goes. Um, sorry, we fun. totally derailed you, Paris. Um, <laughs> go ahead and finish your your uh, your thoughts, like if you hadn't already.
2: You did. I I mean I was pretty much wrapped up. I don't have a ton to say about this movie, to be honest, because I really just I I, I have some like casual notes here or whatever, but. Really and truly, I was just, I was enjoying this movie so much. I barely, like, like put actual stuff to, to talk about because I just, I don't know. I just, I was really, really impressed. And, I mean, I might be speaking a little out of turn here, but this is definitely the best movie we've done on the podcast. And I'm including It Follows only because... I, I gave that a high rating, but it did go down for me a little bit on a rewatch. And this mm. is my first time watching this, and even the silly cat scene, like I was, I was in it, like I was a hundred percent in it the whole time. There wasn't anything that pulled me out. I was just... sorry.
1: Did you just say this is your favorite movie that we've done? Yeah. <laughs> there, I mean, Love there hasn't been it. a ton of competition, Love to hear it. but. <laughs> Well, I mean, Matt, as long as you're picking. Yeah. <laughs> oh. True. Matt's the worst. <laughs>
2: We're like, no, I'm just going to make a... Joke. It's, fine. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's um, fine. But yeah, no, I really don't have too much to say about it. Other than... Um, so the scene where... Oscar peeks in at Ellie changing.
0: <laughs> mm. Oh, Let's get into yeah. it. <laughs> so
2: I oh was confused. <laughs> really? And then it just wasn't really addressed. And then I was like, oh, okay, that seemed random, but okay. And then I kind of moved on with my life. And then as as I want to do, you know, after I finished watching, I looked it up. And that scene made a lot more sense when I realized that in the book, Ellie was a boy whose genitalia was mutilated when they were turned into a vampire. And I was classic like, show oh. don't tell scenario, right? But like maybe a little too much of don't tell. You know, that was, no, no, definitely. That was actually probably the only thing with the movie. I felt like. I, and, and I understand that they wanted to leave it in to be true to the book and like, totally, I get that. Awesome. And I think that I just wish they had explored that a little more. And she does. I mean, she Ellie does say throughout the, the, well, look at her the name. movie, right? And then throughout the movie, Ellie does say like, would you still love me or want to be with me if I wasn't a girl? Ellie doesn't say if I wasn't a human. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of has this double, double meaning of vampire, but also maybe not born a girl.
1: That's why it's so good.
2: It's
0: yeah. I mean, that's the movie. <laughs> I think the movie is intentionally ambiguous there where it is, you know, trying like, I think the, the intent is that she is sexless, right? And I mean I think that's kind right. of what the movie is going for in the sense that it is kind of a romance but not in like a, a lustful sense more of in like a a it's companionship sort of a sweet
2: sense. yeah it's yep. very sweet and almost not lustful like you said but almost even more romantic because the the lust and like the sex of that I mean they're they're young I mean She's, you know, in a young body. It's beyond lust. Young. So it's, 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 it's not even like that's not even a part of the equation. It's just kind of a very pure, sweet love. And that almost makes it more romantic, I think. Because mm-hmm. it's like that that kind of like that children love where they just love each other and there's nothing else clouding that, I think.
0: Totally.
1: Yeah. And, and I, Oscar's so like innocent and naive the whole time. And I, I think he finally. That he
2: definitely would have turned into a silly serial killer a hundred percent like let's let's not beat around the bush oh yeah he He was practicing (laughs) how he was gonna murder these kids he literally he was practicing murder i don't know about all he was he had a book of random people being murdered newspaper clippings i mean if that's not just a really classic almost cliche serial killer like you guys don't have newspaper clippings in
1: your under your bed (laughs)
2: okay so matt we have to call
1: the police
3: right now oh, man. Definitely this all makes so much more sense <laughs> i thought you were just Travis a little uh... like
2: i don't know how to have feelings except when i'm doing a murder <laughs>
0: um so that that kind of brings me to why i think the movie is a teeny bit overrated like if you look at the Letterbox reviews on this thing, it is fucking come town over there. Like, there's so much hyperbole (laughs) in the reviews. Like, if you read some of the shit that people are saying, it's like, people call it visionary, the greatest love story of all time. Like, all this shit, and I just... I'm not saying those people are wrong. It just I want to be like those people. It just it didn't resonate with me in the same way that it has with a lot of people and like I, I mean, didn't find myself well moved by to call well, it, to call it, it the know?
2: greatest love story of all time, I feel like is really puffing the movie up a bit because I also yeah. feel like the romance is is definitely a through line throughout and it's mm-hmm. definitely one of the as Travis said, you know, it's one of the genres that is at play there. But I wouldn't call the movie a romance, you know, I don't think that that's the main.
1: No, I mean, it's more of like a companionship,
2: but even then I'm not even, but their relationship is important, but I almost feel like that's just like the train that gets us from A to B, you know? I mean, their relationship is a
1: pretty big part of the movie.
2: Yeah. I just think it's more like that is the, is, is how we get through the story right and but i think everything around that is almost even more interesting
1: i think i think the thing that i like about this movie the most and maybe this is what other people you know cream over is like the bittersweetness of it because at the end of the movie mm. it's kind of like a happy ending but if you think about it uh, like how is this going to play out you know it oscar is gonna be the The old guy in fifty so, years or whatever,
2: except that in the sequel or sequel. I think it's the sequel, in the in the book,
1: there's no sequel to
2: the book <laughs> or to the movie. Oh, is there a, is
0: there a second book? There... There's
2: either a second book or there's a scene after that in the book.
3: I, I don't remember exactly, know.
2: but I did see that in the book whether it was this a scene after that or in the sequel, they get off the train and Ellie bites Oscar or they share blood so that he can also be young forever.
1: Not in the movie. Barf. We're talking about the movie. No, I know yeah. it's... About the movie. <laughs> right, no, I know. I, no, I know. <laughs> no, I don't like
0: that, though, so let's just... <laughs> And I think that's that's part of what makes the movie so effective, right? Is that it's left... Like, that's what Travis is alluding to when he says it's bittersweet. Is, you know, what? how does this end? Does he become a vampire? Or does he become, the you know, the man who is, is tied to her and is, will do anything to protect kind of, her, you know?
2: You know, I think it would be more romantic for him to be the vampire as well. And for him, you know, them to share blood and him to be young forever. But I almost would prefer if he grew old and then died and just lived his life with ellie yeah um, that
1: would be like the cute more satisfying like type ending but yeah i don't think it would work as well i also because like
2: i i think travis you're right I, I think it does benefit from the fact that it's left open-ended so it's a bitter, bit bittersweet because it's sort of like we don't really know what's going to happen. We just know well, they're kind of starting their life together, right? It's
1: almost like they both need each other. He needs her because he has totally. no one else. and she's she a fucking him. loser. Yes. <laughs> and <he> need, <laughs> Matt, she needs him. Jesus be,
2: Christ. Just because he's bullied. This no, friendless he is a nerd virgin. Virgin. I mean, let's let's face it. He's <laughs> he, a fucking loser. You guys are the type of people that would set this kid up to be a serial killer. Like,
1: no, 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 no. We're just we're just calling yeah. it as it calling is calling a spade a spade no <laughs> what I'm yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, oh poor little oscar
1: i love oscar but he's a he's a little nerd virgin who has no friends <laughs> yeah
0: oscar's my dad my dad's name is oscar same thing <laughs> oh, nerd my virgin God. who has no friends
2: <laughs> your dad is the coolest and is married to your mom and has you and your sister so but spiritually Oh He's 55 God. and he still wears Honestly, fucking Ninja
0: Turtle t shirts. Matt, spiritually. <laughs> He's the best. He's all, the best.
2: Aren't we all a little bit of Oscar, nerd virgin with no friends, spiritually? Yes.
0: Yes, absolutely. The role Am would be I a much I mean, better one. The, the,
2: the three of the people on this podcast are definitely spiritually. <laughs> aren't we
0: all spiritually <laughs> nerd virgins <laughs> <laughs> who have no friends? With no friends. Yeah, don't forget that part. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, ma'am.
2: But But yeah, I mean,
1: they they both need each other. And I I just
0: like the idea. That's really
2: beautiful. Yeah. Uh,
0: Yeah. And I think that that does make it a little bit more um, more poignant. I mean, you all know who did it best. Lord of the Rings, Aragorn, Eowyn. He's a human. She's an elf. They oh, fall in love, God. even though they you know, know that she will know. live forever and he will die.
1: He's doing this for Tom right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so
2: here's the thing. Lord of the Rings is great. <laughs> Nothing against Lord of the Rings. But if we're to- talking, I mean, if we're talking romances that are developed on screen, Sam and Fro- I would say Oscar and Ellie have a better developed on screen romance, not implied on screen romance, than our freaking king and elf queen elf princess oh well
0: totally i mean yeah that's <laughs> that's without going we you know without saying obviously like i think the the main i think the the emotional core of the movie is their relationship but what you're getting at paris is that some of the the tertiary stuff like the fact that it mixes genres so effectively it is what makes it so potent because you can't you can't right. call it a horror movie you can't call it a romance you can't like <gasps> Travis, it doesn't fit in a horror
2: movie either
0: I don't know if I don't think I would really call it a horror movie it has horror elements
2: yeah it does it's definitely more horror than
0: us like one Make <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. two movies that
2: are not horror movies for this horror movie <laughs> podcast
1: I mean I hate the whole definition of genres sometimes but this is definitely more horror than once bitten um it's I mean, my dude there's horror I elements mean, it's, anything it's there's vampire comedy in it romance and horrific drama, elements
2: if you have horror tropes in it or, or or classic characters from horror automatic horror movie twilight all horror movies and books Um,
1: There's blood, there's kill scenes, there's people getting attacked by vampires. It's a horror movie.
0: All of that shit is in Once Bitten, my dude. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And Twilight. I don't know. And (laughs)
2: Let the Right One In. All horror. All horror.
0: (laughs) To bring a full circle, the perfect pairing, Once Bitten, (laughs) Let the Right One In. So many thematic parallels just... So Sorry, rich, Travis. such a rich conversation. Um,
2: Talk circles around your butt.
0: <laughs> Any other thoughts on hmm. left the right? One, you in? guys can circle jerk around my butt. <laughs> <laughs> can can
2: can I? I don't want to do that. No, thank you. <laughs> I I decline the invitation. Thank you. Appreciate
0: the invite, but no, thank you. <laughs> Lots of butts in there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's like I appreciate the invite, but I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> but let's talk off. Let's let's talk
0: off air. <laughs> okay. Any other thoughts on let the right one in? Other than uh, it rules. Mm, no, it's amazing.
2: Yeah, uh, I the mean, same.
1: we could dive a little bit deeper, but I think we we did enough all
2: right i think that this probably deserves i feel like we we probably have oh, a little wait, bit. wait 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 oh.
1: paris since you hadn't seen the movie before what yeah. did you think of the pool scene did it rule
2: oh my god so okay number one yes it fucking killed what a it's way such what a f- great. what a what like a <laughs> climax oh my god i was i was on the edge of my damn seat Also, though, it was really interesting because, of course, I was watching this this with Kurt, as I do pretty much all of these. And they were doing the pool scene, and it was in the locker room. And a door opens behind. And I'm like, oh, that must be one of the other, excuse me, one of the other bullies or whatever. And he goes, oh, you know that door opened, and we couldn't see that person in the mirror. And I was like, what? And he totally... He. This is why he's a cinephile and I'm just, you know, I guess on this podcast. Um, <laughs> 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 no, but like it was wild. And then when she just, when the hand is holding her or his head, Oscar's head down and then that hand you see it disconnect from the body oh, oh it was man. perfectly so brutal without showing too much because i think that that can be definitely a i don't even know what to call it like a downside of sometimes having a movie with like a lower budget is they it movies with lower budgets are always going to benefit from not showing as much right And I think this movie did that perfectly, not just in that scene, but also like, like when she's feeding on that first guy um, on his neck where she finds him in the snow Mm -hmm. um, and you just hear it mostly, like you see Mm -hmm. her jump up kind of in the dark and then he's on her and then you mostly just hear the sounds and then see the blood later. That was so well done in such a simple way that like. That like mostly left a lot to the imagination, just like the pool scene. Perfect way to do a lower budget horror movie. I was floored.
0: That is all hoity toity hoit van toitema Ho- hoit, <laughs> hoit van hoitma. That guy can make magic out of nothing. <laughs> hoity toity hoit toitema Um, the goat. Um, he's wow. That's that's all him. I mean, the, just the way that some of those scenes are staged and I mean, you know, it's not all him. Like obviously as you're alluding to the sound design in those scenes is a big factor of why it's so effective. But that's, I think what (laughs) makes this movie truly special is just the way it looks, just the way it's framed. Like it's so smart and effective. And that, that pool scene with the hand, that arm that just, you know, it just floats into the frame as a disembodied arm. Like that's, perfect right like that's all that's all hoity-toity it's the best
1: dude the first time i saw that scene that was like one of the most satisfying endings to a movie it was just
2: a perfect perfect because when she leaves i'm like oh it's gonna be bittersweet because they could have been together but you know ellie leaves and You know oscars left and I thought well, maybe he's he'll learn to kind of stand up for himself, you know Kind of like he did before kind of backfired on him. No, that was so much better
1: God paris. (laughs) I'm so glad to hear that the movie magic just worked on you and you didn't come in here saying, Oh, I fucking knew that was gonna happen I just (laughs) yeah, a, <laughs> no i was like, I honestly that's <laughs> no that's literally
2: why i was trying to say like i didn't have so much to say just in general thank god because yeah just say you love it and let's end this thing That's and Boom. that's and that's kind of the thing it's like it's because it it, it captured me man i fell forever for hook line and sinker love it How love I it
0: love, love it it's a it's a great yeah. film oh great Great film. I would say it's the best vampire movie besides What We Do in the Shadows. That's my hot take. What We Do in the Shadows is probably <laughs> but, the best vampire movie, <laughs>
2: but it also is a comedy, so I would say very this different. might be this might be, be the weary best vampire movie of the cream War. town
1: on Letterboxd. <laughs> yeah, watch out, they'll get ya.
2: <laughs> what are you. What do you keep talking? I don't want to The cream town
1: cum- of... Come town. Left the right one. <laughs> oh, come... <laughs> it's just uh, come over there.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Just buildings, <laughs> sidewalks, people made of cum.
0: Very just excellent. Covered. Don't just go in. If you have not seen the film, but you're still listening to this, so I guess <laughs> you've already been... Uh, <laughs> I
2: guess we ruined the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <for> but... <laughs> Spoiler if you're alert. still
0: here and you haven't seen <laughs> the, movie, the movie, what are you doing? So you, you can't go in blind because we are already so creamed. It's, but.
2: So I want to point out actually that it's available for free on Hulu. I feel like sometimes we don't always do a good job of saying where these films are available. Yeah. But um, this one, you don't have to pay money for it. I, I think it was worth it. Once bitten, was it worth it? I don't know. That's to be, that's to be seen. Let the Right One In is free and honestly would have been worth it to pay money to see it. It was great.
0: Very cool. Also very cool that you uh, spent money to watch uh, Once Bitten, but uh, Black Sheep, 360p stream. Who? Okay. Yeah, hell yeah. You <laughs> Wait.
2: Yeah, because uh... I had higher expectations for Once Bitten and you guys didn't <laughs> tell me it was available for free.
0: Yeah, we did. That's so why I YouTube. knew. That's how I knew it was on Tubi. Travis mentioned it. Or someone mentioned it. I don't know. I, that's, I do knew you, it was on I, Tubi because somebody said I, it. Like we, I did we're, maybe We're not going to do this on air.
2: We're not going to do this on air. Paris was drunk. She doesn't. Hold we're on. Fighting. <laughs> we're fighting. We're fighting. <laughs> I'm always drunk. It's fine.
0: Let's uh, let, let's wrap her up. Um, star ratings. Travis? Five. Five. Uh, yep, yep. Paris? Five. Yep, 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 five, yep. obviously. Come yep. on. I, I said it was
2: better than It Follows.
0: Don't do it, Matt. I well, okay. So I would have given it a five. Uh, it's it's not like the and best, but it would have that. been a five if it weren't for that cat scene. Honestly, wow. I was so that really, really taken really aback. Down
2: for you that much? It's well. an
0: it was. This movie is borderline four point five five territory for me, and the cat okay, scene was fair. enough. Was enough? It's probably to tip like
2: a four point seven five. Really,
0: if we if we took the cowards way out and we did that bullshit yes i would give I mean, this we, a four we, point we, five. we we shouldn't because i think the that's dumb cat i think
2: some some rating things don't even do half stars. I think that's a little ridiculous. But to do a quarter stars and three quarter stars is just some nonsense. Yeah, I that's, don't.
0: I don't fuck around with that. Th-
2: then then do it out of yeah, ten. Yeah, yeah. The you people know, who like, do don't. it out
0: of a hundred are the true monsters. Like get the <laughs> fuck out of here. That, <laughs> that level that of minutia account- is so that arbitrary. For a
2: level of detail that just honestly can lick its own ass And you like, can't. You can't. On. There's
0: no I way, know, way no one, you
2: can. No one cares that much. Like, just go... Eat a bag of dicks and suck Damn. on your own hipster hat. Like, There's, I can't.
0: Totally. That. There's no way suck someone on your can your hipster <laughs>
2: hat. Eat your hipster <laughs> ass, bitch. There's <laughs> no way. I just made that up. You can Wait, articulate. Did you, say,
1: <laughs> did you say hipster hat or ass? I
2: said hipster hat earlier. <laughs> oh, I did say suck on your hipster on your, hat. I said, <laughs> I, I said something about. I said, I think eat your own asshole and suck on your hipster hat. <laughs>
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, well, uh, I I merged them, I guess. Eat your Please hipster do. ass, bitch. Um, just there's, there's no <laughs> way you can articulate to me the difference between an 87 out of 100 and an 86 no. out of 100. You just pick the fucking no, number. You not. know what I mean? Like, absolutely not. Ugh, no, that's now ridiculous. I'm and, now I'm heated. Um, I'm hungry, too. I'm so hungry. <laughs> it is 10 I, p.m. Listeners- here. <laughs>
2: For the listeners, we did prevent Matt from eating his dinner because it was going to come late. And we were like, no, you have to do this first.
0: <laughs> no, I didn't want to. I didn't want to keep you guys waiting. I had no idea when the food was going to show up. So I just, you know, I was like, fuck it. Let's record. Um, so, you know, microwave a burrito. That never killed anybody, right? No.
2: It definitely killed lots of people. It's fine. Don't worry, <laughs> talk about
0: it. So... Next episode, <laughs> um, Travis, it is your turn. Why don't you let mm-hmm. the listeners... Oh, my God. I keep burping into the mic. <sighs> Travis, uh, what uh, the next I should films.
2: advertise just you burping. <laughs>
1: just <listen>. wasn't... <We> <laughs> a Dario double feature for y'all. Mm. Suspiria and Deep Red. I think both are streaming on Canopy right now. So if you're following along No, this is
2: Suspiria 1978.
0: The OG spirit.
1: Yeah, the one directed by Dario Argento. Okay. Hence the clever uh, title,
0: Double Dario.
1: Super clever. Uh um, AKA well, It's
0: a me, Dario Yes. Okay, well
2: that's I've how never seen start the I've next. never
1: seen uh <laughs> Alright. I've never seen Deep Red and uh I really want to hear Matt's opinion on the original Suspiria because I know he loves the remake so much. And mm-hmm. in my opinion, they couldn't be more different. So, I mean, other than sharing the same story and, you know,
0: and title, kind of and so basic horror horror movies and... I and also, well,
2: was just very. <laughs> Did I watch They're Wait, very I different see Suspiria with you, Matt? I don't think so.
0: So no? I can't recall okay. that was I think a couple I may years have seen ago it with
2: now. Kurt. either way, I also really, really loved the remake, the new movie that came out a few years ago, *Suspiria*. So I'm very curious to watch the original as well.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Get ready, and deep red. Deep red's supposed to be a banger, so. The only the only Argento movie I've seen is Tenebrae. That's the only one I've seen. So Well, these will both be new.
1: Suspiria and Deep Red are his two most popular movies on Letterbox. So this should be Worthy so of they've got
2: to be good. Just come everywhere,
0: and, and yeah. come deep. to Come Town. Come, come here. Well, <laughs> Come Town to Come Town. Come Town is actually uh, the name of a different podcast, so we probably shouldn't say. That's why say. I was getting <laughs> so oh, confused really? when, you, <laughs> like when you were c- like C U M c- Town. Yeah, no, C U M. Literally, yeah. I was oh, wow. getting so
2: confused because you kept saying "Don't go to Come Town," and I was like, the podcast.
0: Right. It's it's the worst. Um, come Town. Uh it, as the way I used it is, you know, people creaming over a movie. Come the podcast I do not endorse. Um you can make up your own opinion. I don't know why I'm talking about Come It is a podcast. I had Comptown never even is heard of sixth it. the six
2: most most popular podcasts on Patreon.
0: No, really?
2: Patreon but where love people have to pay for the content, not just like dumbass listening for free, you know podcast
0: honestly the fact if that's true if come is the number six podcast on patreon I've never been a believer of if you put your mind to it you can do anything But Cumbtown is a living (laughs) example because those guys literally just talk about jerking off and cum and they're unfunny, misogynist pricks, and they're apparently they are described
2: as a comedy podcast, so it's probably it's a actually it's a
0: comedy it's a comedy podcast. Well, it's it's probably
2: appealing to all the you know basement virgin incels that like to you know. Degrade women on the internet. There's so. a lot of
0: crossover with the Joe Rogan experience. Uh, the the fans. If you like Come Town, you'll love Joe Rogan. Vice Ooh. versa. Uh I I hate that we're even talking about this, but um oh, man Cometown if is a sh- great like phrase. Podcast, if plots. you like our
2: podcast, hopefully you'll like neither of them.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's true. It, do not It's like I wish there was like a um what's the word I'm looking for? Not an arithmetic uh What's the algorithm. fucking internet algorithm? Yes, thank you. An fucking algorithm of instead of recommend. Like I wish if you went to our uh, like feed that it would say you know recommend blah blah blah. Stuff you Do not recommend. To. Yeah, <laughs> come town. Joe Rogan experience the fucking Glenn Beck podcast. Like oh, I well, wish well, that Glenn was Beck the case.
2: Can, Glenn Beck can suck on his own asshole. God damn it. <laughs>
0: um okay so anyway stay tuned for the double uh the double dario uh episode coming up next uh fuck come town subscribe to cinephiles digest <laughs> we got all sorts of content in the feed there it's huge go ahead and give us a like make sure you are subscribed to the feed so you're up to date on all of the latest content we have on the feed we'll Thank be back you. Thank you. I I, I was getting there, Paris. I had a little spiel plan. It's fine. (laughs) Thank you to Kurt Morin for producing the theme song of our podcast. Uh, You can check the show notes. There is a link to his site. You can check out some of his uh, art, music. Check her out. Big thanks to Kurt. Uh, It's a killer track. We love Kurt. Hopefully, he'll make an appearance on the show one of these days. Maybe Um, the Japanese episode. Maybe. We got to. I mean... We'll uh, we'll have to do like a Ringu and uh, what's the Japanese uh, grudge? Grudge? You? <laughs> <laughs> That's bad. Uh, that sounds like a cumtown joke. Am I right? <laughs> um, I only have this grudge. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I mean. um, thank you, Kurt. Um, we will be back. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And stay spooky.
2: Stay scared.